Coming up on this episode of Up for Debate, we're talking modern conveniences, those small little things in your daily life that make it that much easier. We're going to discuss the ones we love and some of the conveniences we think your life might need. Plus, we recap what happened last week on the Summer Movie Draft. Stick around, it's Up for Debate, and it's starting right now. This is Up for Debate, episode number 112, recorded May 3rd, 2018, Modern Conveniences. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate podcast where the two hosts agree on everything. I'm Sean Jennings, joined, as always, by our own... Uh, modern Convenience yeah, Dealer. A, a man who makes all of our modern lives that much better, Mr. Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. Hey, Sean, how's it going? Um, how are you today? I, You know, Matt, no one ever asks how I'm doing, so I appreciate that. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I went to the dentist today, which is not fun. Oh, that sounds know. awful. We never talked about it. How are your what are your feelings on dentists? Um I try to avoid dentists and doctor visits as much as I possibly can. Yeah. Uh, I, I I don't I don't say that as uh advice or a recommendation for others. Sure. It's just something that works for me. I try to deal with things um on my own with like my own little, little home remedies. And like uh, what? Well, I mean, like if I get a cold, I'm very much into like the I'm very much I wouldn't I wanted to, I wouldn't say like holistic medicine because that's not what it is. But there's a better word to describe it. I guess home remedies. Are you I'm into like very much into like the chicken soup when you're sick. Well, that's not chicken soup and Sprite and not taking any medicine. Oh, my God. Are you that's like, like kind of what I, what I do? That's how I live my life. Are you like one of those people who go on eBay and buy like the lollipop that someone with smallpox licked because you think it'll give you immunity against it? Uh, who are there? Are people like that? Alive? Oh, that's oh, that's totally. Think, actually, do that. There are. It's not smallpox, but it's um, it's chicken. There are chickenpox parties where crazy parents they bring a child with chickenpox and then they purposefully yeah. give their kids chickenpox. It's crazy. Well, that makes sense because it's better to, that they get it while they're younger. No, that doesn't make true. No, that's one hundred percent true. That's bonkers. That's absolutely bananas. Chickenpox is bananas. That's what's bananas. Can you like? I had the chickenpox. It sucked. But well, don't give it to me. It, it's like a rite of passage. You get it, and then you don't ever have to do it. What I am against, though, is the those parents that give the kids the chickenpox vaccine, and then the kid ends up getting the chickenpox anyway because the vaccine's not 100% effective. Well, yeah, but not any. Like, why are you trying to cheat the system here? Just give the kid chickenpox. Oh my Let god. Let him get the chickenpox. Let him get it. It's not that big a deal. He's just itchy for a couple days. I forgot all about the chicken pox until you just brought it up, actually. That's kind of weird. You know, Matt, this is a great way for us to finally see podcast success, is to get into that lucrative alternative medicine market. Because we yeah. know just about as much as all of those people. We so, can start selling health crystals. Yes, and like brain supplement powders. Mood rings. Yeah, totally. Hypnosis. Have but you ever until been hypnotized, Sean? Uh, I have uh, – no, I have not been hypnotized. No, but there was a fun – I do have a fun story about – it's not that fun, but uh, I took a – it wasn't – I don't think it was technically called psychology, but it was like a psychology class in high school my senior year, and we each had to present on a an element of psychology towards the end of the year, and I chose hypnosis, and I thought – 
It can't be that hard to hypnotize somebody, right? So I'll hypnotize somebody during the class, during my presentation. But it takes like a while to get someone hypnotized. You need like 30 minutes, an hour to get someone hypnotized. However, stage performers use a rapid form of hypnosis. That turns out is very difficult to do. So I uh, took a volunteer from the audience and very embarrassingly... The way it works just very loosely is you kind of confuse the mind and then you very quickly like try to snap them into hypnosis and it can work. I mean, stage hypnosis, they do that all the time. Um, And when I tried to do it, it mostly just startled and concerned everyone in the class because they didn't know I was going to do it. And it it, it did not work. And it was very embarrassing because I I really I hyped it up. I really hyped it up. I was I had never done it, never even practiced. And I just watched YouTube videos and said it cannot be that hard. And it absolutely did not work at all. That was the early days of YouTube, too. It was. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just was like, yeah, and it, if it had worked, she would have been hypnotized. So, you know, like, I did everything right. Oh. It just she's not a good subject. So she, was she just standing there being like, waiting for something for her? To, then she was just like, no, I'm not. I'm not going to. not going to lift my arm up above my head like whatever they do when you're hypnotized no she just stared at me like what are you doing oh it was an abject failure have you ever been hypnotized matt i have not i don't ever want to be would you know if you'd been hypnotized though what would you know if you had been hypnotized i don't know i do they people not have recollection i guess that that is a thing like they just kind of wake up and they're like what happened yeah so i don't think i don't know part of me thinks it's a hoax like it's like people are planted like you know we need to do a whole like, episode where we just take established medical things and be like i don't think that's real i don't think i think we should talk about hypnosis though in a future episode that might be cool well what about it that you don't think it's a thing oh no i i i i believe in the power of suggestion i think that it's a very powerful tool and I think a lot of people use it for different ways. For example, marketing, you know, like getting people to buy things or convincing them to go places. But I, I don't know about this. The stage hypnosis, I think the stage hypnosis and therapeutic hypnosis are two different things. Oh, sure. And I think that the stage hypnosis is very, you know, theatrical and and very much that one i i don't know if i don't i'm not 100 percent convinced that on its on its legitimacy the therapeutic hypnosis i think that's more about getting someone to believe what they want to believe yeah yeah sure no yeah. i no i get that um and and by the way you will never see me at a like stage hypnosis show because that terrifies me that absolutely, yeah. I at 0% chance that would ever happen. But Matt, I promise we will t- we can talk about hypnosis on this show if you agree. I will send you cuz they have have you ever heard of self-hypnosis? No. They're, How does they're, that work? They're tapes you put in. Well, they I they're probably not tapes anymore. They're MP3s you play. And and you follow the guided things and you relax yourself and you can self-hypnotize. Are you going to get yourself like, are you trying to get yourself to do stupid things? Like, no, it's more just like for relaxation and like, yeah, quitting smoking and, you know, stuff like don't chew your fingernails type that kind of that level of hypnosis. 
Oh, okay. Like meditative hypnosis. Sure, but with like light suggestion about, you know, don't, you know, you need to exercise more and, you know, the lose weight type, those kind of things. If, if I, if you agree to give it a shot, then we can talk about hypnosis on the show because that would be okay. hilarious. Uh, that's a deal. Okay. That's a deal. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Good. Good. We'll have been. And if folks out there, if you have any suggestions of things you'd like Matt to do under hypnosis, let me know. Uh, up for debate at uh, tv at gmail.com. We'll, we'll, we'll put you under. That should be fun. Uh, now, Matt, last week mm-hmm. we did the uh, 2018 Summer Movie Draft. The Summer Movie League has kicked off. Can you believe it? Uh, it seems like only yesterday I was the reigning champion. It was a long time ago. Mm. A very long yeah, time it's ago. Ga- that gap is is widening. That yes. gap between uh, the the my winning season. Well, you know, we've never had back to back winners in the league. So that's no, true. True statement. Yep. So it'll be interesting. We did the draft. The episode's now live. It's episode 111. You can check it out on our website at upfordebate.tv. I recommend you watch the video version on YouTube because you see the little Draftatron machine working and you get to see all of us having fun drafting. It's a great episode. We auctioned off 30 movies to what is now five players slash teams. We've got uh, Matt, you, Dan, Sarah, and then two teams, Colby and Emily, and Kaylee and Brian. Uh, And... I won't go through the whole list. The, the whole list is available at upfordebate.tv slash movies. You can check out who drafted what there. But uh, the highlights for folks, Sarah got Avengers Infinity War out in theaters now. Um, and that was pretty much her biggest movie. A lot of smaller stuff. Uh, Colby and Emily, in terms of their big movies, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom, Hotel Transylvania 3, Mission Impossible Fallout. Kaylee and Brian picked up Incredibles 2, uh, Skyscraper, The First Purge, some other smaller stuff. Dan got Solo, A Star Wars Story, Ocean's 8, and Ant-Man and the Wasp, and a few others. And Matt, you picked up, in terms of big films, Deadpool 2, and some other things. Mamma Mia, here we go again, Disney's Christopher Robin. Uh, Matt, how do you think the draft went? Uh, for me or for everybody else? Eh, let's start wherever. <laughs> okay. Um, I thought it went fine. I mean, I, I'm not thrilled by movies i ended up with except i think deadpool 2 i think that's gonna that's gonna be pretty good um i think that everybody i mean it's it's pretty well i think it's pretty evenly spread i think everybody kind of has their their blockbuster hits yep um and you know only time will tell you know what uh what's going to happen and uh what's going to where, where the where the draw will be this summer yep uh, obviously you know you've got dependable movies like the avengers any kind of marvel movie always very much a success um and uh we'll just have to see you got solo out there also very much a hot success so now, did anything surprise you about who drafted what or for how much? I know. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah there were certainly some surprises. Um, I think that uh, – which one? One of them went for a lot cheaper. 
Well, interesting. You actually owned the most expensive movie we drafted, mm. which was Deadpool 2, which shocked me yeah. because it, there is a 0% chance it makes more than either Avengers or Solo. So yeah. um, interesting that it went for that. And you're right, Matt. I think you're, you're referring to Solo. went for $43. Avengers went for 53 and those are going to be tight, pretty close together in terms of the box office. I think Avengers will do better, but... Um, for $43, a dollar-for-dollar value, great for Dan on that pickup. I was blown away that it got away for $43. I mean, Incredibles 2 went for 47 you know, and they're yeah. they're pretty comparable films, and so those are good bargains right there. Certainly. Um, you know, I'm surprised I was able to walk away with Mamma Mia 2 for <laughs> as little as I did. Oh, eleven dollars isn't isn't that 11, cheap? Yeah, I mean, Colby and Emily getting Hotel Transylvania three for five dollars—that's a shocker for me. That's that's low yeah. for an animated kids movie. I mean, it's not going to be the biggest movie of the summer, but for five bucks, that's a bargain. <laughs> that was towards the end of the draft, though, wasn't it? No, that yeah, was in the people... no, it was in the middle. Was it? Yep. But I think people at that point were starting to get strategic with the money because there weren't too many yeah. big movies after that. So, I mean, we drew, we drew all the big movies in the first half. So, yeah. you know, things mm-hmm. got funky by the time we got to the, the, the last 15 films. Sure. Yeah, that was uh, – there was the, the first, first couple of uh, picks definitely were, uh, definitely were a bloodbath. No, I agree. Um, we already see Sarah, first movie out, Avengers Infinity War in theaters now. It looks like it'll end this weekend towards the $400, $450 million, uh, which means we could see it end over 500 which even at $53 is still a pretty good value. So um, we'll uh, we'll see how that packs her Matt, Do you have any predictions who you think is going to win? Uh, I think it's way too early to tell, but... Um... It's never too early to speculate. <laughs> I think Dan's got a pretty good shot. I'd like to. I'd throw my hat on on uh, in the ring for Dan. I think. Uh, I think uh, the solo movie was a good pickup, um, and I, I know he fought hard for that one and still got it at a, at a good price. So, mm-hmm. but again, it's yeah, it's it's still pretty early. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, every team you mentioned got got one big A-plus movie. So right there, yeah. you're kind of leveling the field a little bit. So then I look at, okay, what other movies do they have? I agree, Dan, Ocean's 8, Ant-Man and the Wasp, great, you know, surrounding films. And I like Colby and Emily. I like Jurassic World, Hotel Transylvania 3, and Mission Impossible Fallout um, are their big three. And I think that's an interesting... Jurassic World's really got to do the money the first movie did. But if it does, they're in a good spot. Mission Impossible is a real solid performer, and this one looks to be um, a pretty good film as well. So th- those are sort of my two picks at the moment. I think I agree with you. I think Dan's got the best shot, but I like Colby and Emily's shot as well uh, moving forward. And even Kaylee and Brian are interesting. Incredible 2s will be big, but if we get the first Purge breaks out, Skyscraper could break out. We've seen um, San Andreas did good money when with The Rock as well a couple years ago. Hereditary looks hot in the horror sector. So, you know, and Sarah, by the way, I think bought the most movies. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, Sarah owns the most movies in quantity, uh, which is what helped her and Dan win over the winter. So it really could be anyone's game. You're right. There aren't any clear-cut winners. That's for sure. 
Yeah, we'll have to see. Um, I would definitely like to do some kind of like a, a midway point review. Yeah. Like halfway through the summer, just to kind of check in. Well, check halfway. in with everybody and see what's what uh what's good. So yeah, that would be er- about early July would put us in the middle middle of the the number in terms of number of movies released. Probably right after yeah. Ant Man the Wasp, the first Purge, right in there. Uh, and yeah, we'll definitely do an update uh, here on the show. And as I mentioned, you can follow it all summer long. We update the sheet on Monday after the box office for the weekend has closed. We tweet it at Up for Debate TV on Twitter uh, and on the website Up for Debate TV slash movies. So, it'll be fun to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indeed. All right, Matt, do we have any other outstanding business before we get to tonight's topic at hand? Um, any other outstanding business? Business. No, I think we can just jump right in. I think that was, that was it, just talking about Matt, the movie draft. Let's jump right in. Uh, let's jump right in. You brought this topic to the table, and I must confess, I still don't quite understand it entirely. So I'm going to let you break down for the folks at home. Matt, what are we talking about this evening? Okay, so um, when I was cooking a few days ago, or few, I guess at this point it's a few weeks ago, wow, how the time flies by, um, I was I was uh, I was putting some mayonnaise on a sandwich, mm-hmm. and I noticed the like the mayonnaise bottle was have you seen these mayonnaise bottles that are structured to like basically you rest them upside down oh yeah the squeezable yeah the squeezable mayonnaise bottles sure and i just thought like what other kinds of modern conveniences that have developed you know within our own lifetimes um can we talk about on the show i love it uh you know, um, I, I thought I, there was that and there was also um, trying to think what the other there was another thing that was a like an, I was like, wow, this is like imagine they didn't even have this like as little as 10 years ago. Uh, uh, it'll come back to me, but it was it was another one of those like super modern type like just like a thing that's totally unnecessary yep but it's something that just makes life just kind of day-to-day life easier uh well while you're thinking uh, of that i i do have an opinion on squeezable mayonnaise you have an opinion on it i don't like it what i don't like squeezable mayonnaise nope i and i don't buy it I buy That's... it in, in the old timey jar with the screw off top. Oh God! Why? What are you, some kind of caveman? Yeah. <laughs> I'm an originalist, Matt. Like my like my, like the founding fathers had their mayonnaise, <laughs> their Hellmans. No, I the consistency of the mayonnaise in the squeezable is not the same as I like my mayonnaise thick. I like it. Sp- I I like it to have some like force to it when i'm moving it around it's too not watery but it's too loose when you're in the squeezable it's not the same mayonnaise it's just not um i think it is the same mayonnaise it's not it's not and the, I think the thing it's about the same yeah, mayonnaise it's not because if you might, look at 
If you look at something like ketchup or mustard or other things in squeezable containers, it's the same no matter what form factor you get it in. But the the, the mayo in the squeezable is too liquidy. It's not thick. It's not creamy. Mm, I, I don't know. I still think it tastes the same, though. Oh, it does. You no, don't think it has the same taste? I agree. It has exactly the same taste. But I think it's if you put it on a sandwich, if I blinded, blindfolded you and I put it on two identical sandwiches, there is a difference. This sounds a little bit familiar. Sounds like the the toasted bread taste test. When we toasted bread, I don't remember I, I, this. You don't remember this? We toasted bread and then we toasted bread. I I forgot. We did something with toasted bread and we had a contest. I I truly like do a, not remember that. It was like the Pepsi challenge, but with toasted bread. I, I don't remember the specifics of it. I mean, it definitely sounds like something we would do, but I don't <laughs> remember us doing it. Okay. This is what, it, yeah. The thing is, the, the point is, though, that all mayonnaise is the same. I've never had any mayonnaise that's tasted different from any other mayonnaise. Not, and well, Miracle Whip is definitely different. The mayonnaise is not the star of the show. That's why it doesn't matter to me at all. I think you could have a, a squeezable mayonnaise. You could have a spreadable mayonnaise. I think the star of the show is definitely whatever meat you're putting it on. Well, yeah, so. but it, but it's even if it's not the star. Put it this way: even even a person, even a background character in a movie can ruin a shot if they're doing something stupid. It's the same with your condiments <laughs> on your sandwich. You know, well, even yeah, if it, well, you don't put rotten mayonnaise on your no, sandwich. No, but, but I do think it makes a difference. And by the way, Matt, a little off topic. Um, big in Europe, mayonnaise dipping your fries in mayonnaise. Are you a fries and mayonnaise guy? I'm totally a fries and mayonnaise guy. I'm all, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I um. I think that's a great idea. I, I, I love fries and mayonnaise. I love uh, dipping fries and ranch dressing. I think that's really good, too. Um, yeah, I'm not going to. Fries gonna and gravy? Fries and gravy are great. Disco fries is one yeah. of the best things on the planet. Yeah, you uh, can dip fries in anything. Oh, did I ever did yeah. I ever tell you this story? My uh, I was in North Carolina with my old my manager at my last job who lived in the Netherlands, lived in Europe. Where, of course, they give you mayonnaise on the table with your fries. Like, that's just expected what you dip it in, which is always a hoot. Uh, and they give you fries at every meal, which is also a hoot. But uh, we were going out to lunch after working in the morning, and there was a Five Guys near our office, which I'm a fan of Five Guys. And he said, oh, we'll just get a burger. I said, that's fine. He had never been to a Five Guys. So we go to the Five Guys, and I order a burger, and I say, what do you want? He goes, I just want fries. I don't want a burger. I just want fries. I said, that's fine. I don't care. And he goes up to the man because... Outside of, on, you know, on the other side of the counter, they have ketchup. They don't have mayonnaise available. And he goes up to the man at the counter, five guys. He goes, I want mayonnaise. And he goes, okay. And he gives him like this little tiny cup of mayonnaise. And, and my boss like kept explaining to him that he needs more mayonnaise. But the guy at the counter couldn't understand him, what he meant. <laughs> and I knew because I'd eaten with him before. This dude fucking goes through mayonnaise like you wouldn't believe. Squeezable ain't <laughs> fast enough for this guy. So I had to go up to the counter, the Five Guys employee, and be like, no, I don't think you understand. Bring me an amount of mayonnaise you would consider to be insane. That will be enough. And he brought, <laughs> I kid you not, five of those, like, you know, travel cup. cups full of mayonnaise. Yeah. And my boss just oh. whiffing them down, just going at it. I think he used all the mayonnaise with his fries. And of course, oh, the funny man. thing at Five Guys, they give you all those extra fries. And I'm like, dude, you don't need the large. And he goes, no, I'm going to get the large. I want fries. I'm like... Your funeral. He was like, so many fries. It was great. And I think he might need to get a cholesterol check. 
in oh, his near future. It was insane. But they're also skinny over there. I don't know how they do it. But it yeah, was yeah, I, they bike they they bike ride like insane. Like they do. Uh, we met a guy in Portugal from the Netherlands and he uh he he was he like was his avid bike rider and he he rode his bike from the Netherlands to Portugal. Yeah. And then was like riding his bike all over Portugal. He's like, "Oh yeah, I rode up and down the coast of Portugal and I'm on holiday and I think that's another thing too is that like they just they have a lot more vacations and stuff oh, yeah. and and they kind of enjoy life more. Well, and a they get way too much vacation. Uh but oh, also that's th- <laughs> The the thing with bicycling, they they do bicycle everywhere. And that's what makes driving over there such a nightmare is you always have to be on constant attention. And there are all these different places you have to stop because there are bike lanes everywhere. Um, Did you drive when you went to the Netherlands? I did. I would rent a car and I would drive on the highways and I would drive in the hotel we used to stay at in the city where our plant was. It was narrow cobblestone streets not designed for cars. And then you would literally the parking lot for the hotel was just like a little center between some buildings. And you had to pull into the most narrowest of doors to get your car through. And it was like such a nightmare and it was all one way streets and it was so crazy to drive. Um, Cause all the signs are different and the rules, there are no stop signs, which is crazy mm-hmm. to me. It's all yielding. So it's all different. Like you wait and then you wait and then you wait, but you don't <laughs> never have to actually stop. Very bizarre. Uh, but it was a hoot. It was a hoot. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I going back to the mayonnaise issue. Um, I think that mayonnaise is is good on fries. I, I well, that wasn't what I was going to talk about. I'm sorry. I wasn't going to talk about the mayonnaise <laughs> issue. I, I what I, I had a question that I had thought of way back when you started talking about fries in the Netherlands. Sean, what kind of French fries do they enjoy in the Netherlands? Would you say they're like wedge fries are they straw fries or string a uh, string style string uh, st- uh shoestring shoestring fries shoestring fries yeah not okay. like not like the super super skinny ones but like the mcdonald's style exactly that's what it, that's fry. exactly what i pictured when yeah. you were describing the shoestring okay yep. okay so so very standard fries now that interests me i i i would have pictured netherlands to be a um a wavy fry. Mm. What are those straw fries? I think they're called. Yeah. Those straw fries. They're like the crinkle cut. Crinkle That's cut. That's exactly yeah. what I would have pictured. That I would. I would have thought they were a crinkle cut fry nation. Nope. Nope. It's just no? those those regular boring shoestring, and it's amazing because you can eat at an an Italian restaurant. You can eat at a Mediterranean restaurant. You can eat at a a steakhouse and they always bring out with whatever you can order a Caesar salad and they will bring out a plate of fries for the table. Mm. Very so incredible. French fries very popular in the Netherlands. Oh yes. No, it's like a national, it's like, it's like how we would give bread, you know, like you have bread on the table that you can eat. It's kind of like that. Okay. Communal basket oh, of French yeah. fries. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yep. Um, indisputably the best kind of French fry and I say indisputably because there is no okay. contest. All right. I will not hear of it if, okay. there, if there is any kind of debate or dissension. <sighs> is the French fry that is circular, the ring fry. 
Is that the, what it's called? A ring ring French fry? What? French what you, fry rings? What are you talking? What what's a French fry ring? What are you talking I, about? I just forgot. I just totally forgot what they're called. God damn! I, I you, just forgot what they're called. So they're curly fries. That's what they're called. Oh. Curly fries. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I totally forgot that. I was thinking like disc fries. What are they, like and then disco fries? No, oh, this is the curly fries are the best kind of French fries um, ever. I don't know you if I agree with that. You can't. They're great. They're top three. I don't. I, they're hard to eat. What? Now they're just French fries. There's no, they're hard, hard to eat. eat. No, the great thing about a French fry is you can you can eat it in any situation, right? You're driving the car, you can eat French fries. You're running a marathon, you can be eating French fries. You're an astronaut on the space station, you can be eating fries. Fries are great that way. The problem with curly fries is usually because they're long and they're heavy. They're a dense fry. I just feel they're hard to dip. They're very hard to dip because of the shape. I love a good curly fry. I don't know if I'd call it the best, though. It's the optimal French fry. It is. Um, what would you say is the best French fry? I mean, I go back and forth. I don't know what it's called. It, it falls somewhere between a shoestring and a steak fry, like a thicker shoestring. But you got to get those, just the long, straight ones. They're perfect for dipping. They're perfect for grabbing. But I think the, the McDonald's style is a little too thin for me. I like them with a, a little more thickness. Uh, but right in there, right in that... Right in that range, like a like a fast food fry, I think is is the right is the right style, just because of how easy it is to eat. That's a little boring, I gotta say. No, you that's can... a little bit of a and and you also you have a you have a chance that they might end up soggy. They that's really, okay. You know, I like a I soggy know. fry. I'm not a fan. I, I would say that I would say that you have a lot of you have a ton of better options. I would say that the crinkle cut. Are better no. that the even the uh, the steak fry is better. I do the, like uh, a steak fry. Yeah, nice and thick. The potato great for dipping. Yeah, very optimal for dipping. Plus surface um, area. Even the straw fries, I think, are just more exciting in, in general than a, than a normal. Well, okay, then what's the know, what's the worst like fry? The worst fry is the tater tot. Tater tots suck. What tater tots yeah, are tater great. Tots suck. What are you they, talking about? Now, the, I agree that they're rarely they're made well, mm-hmm. but a proper tater tot is fantastic. Don't knock, don't knock the tots. No, nah, tots are, they, they're, they're Get shit. Get out of town. I'll, I'll hand those back any day. I'll say, no thanks. No I, thanks. No tots. No, no the, tots. The, the worst are the, they're not even, shoe, what's, what's the ones that are even thinner than shoestring? Those are the um, straw fries. Aren't they like called straw fries or something? I mean, the, the ones that are like practically shaved with like a cheese yeah, grater off the potato that are so, so, so small. Super, super thin. And they're like, they're crispy, but with no inner. Sa- the soft inner part of the fry is the best part of the. Fr- like, if you don't have well, yeah, that, it's not a fry. Those, the fries you're describing there with the, the really, you might as well be eating potato chips. At that point. Yeah, basically just thin, long potato chips. Yeah, absolutely. You're not wrong. I hate those. Don't give me those restaurants. Well, all right. Those, there's so I think there's something to be said for those fries. I, I like them on occasion because I think that you could put, uh, you put garlic on them. You could put. Uh, well, but you could do that to any fry. You could put like crab meat on them. I, I think. That but like, but like I'd much rather have that on any other kind of fry. I don't know. I, I think that the, you could those talk about a fry that's good for dipping. It's it's those little thin ones. Yeah, but they've are, got nothing. No, because you don't get any dip on them because they're so small. Mm, if you, that's why you take like a handful of them and you make oh. it like a little mini 
like just give torque. me real fr- don't do it come on guys just get real fries it's not hard that i feel like i mean and it, to me that always happens at restaurants where they upcharge you for real fries they're like oh it comes with these fries and for a dollar more we'll give you the waffle fry or the whatever the fancy fry Ooh, waffle is. fries that's, that's a good fry. highly highly underrated fry. that's a dipping fry god damn that's a that is the other the, the i think the waffle fry rivals the curly fry doesn't quite well, beat it those but are it like is, it is it's close. The, the waffle fry and the curly fry, those are premium fries. Yes. Like, those aren't an everyday fry. Those are the Cadillac of oh, French fries. yeah, you're right really there. rolling in the high life with, with them fries. Indeed. Those are, that is the class. Like, think, the Cabernet Sauvignon of French fries. Do you think wedges are a premium fry? With the skin no. still on them? Oh, with the skin. Yes, yes, I would say that the, with the skin, I would nice say that's and crispy. Still, that would that would fall into that upper tier. Yeah, that upper echelon of, of French fry. I mean, now Matt, we're so far off topic. I don't even care because this is awesome. But French uh, fry black label. What is the best fast food French fry? Uh, uh, there's definitely. A lot of debate about this. I think we may have even covered Did this we? in an episode. It wouldn't surprise uh, me. Chick Fil A has the best French fry, um, the waffle fry. Uh, Chick Fil A's waffle fry. Second, very close second is Denny's. Denny's fries I've never are had very Denny's good. Fries. I've never been to a Denny's. Um, you're not. You're really not no, missing that's anything why I've never at all. Been. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, it's better than Applebee's. I will I've say always, that. I've always been an IHOP guy. Is it better than IHOP? No. Oh. It's not better than IHOP. Oh, okay. There's not many places that are better than IHOP. No, IHOP is a, IHOP's a pretty good old it's standby. Solid. It's solid. It is. It's way classier than a Waffle House. I don't know if I've ever expressed my opinion on Waffle House, Sean. I hate it. I hate everything about Waffle House. I've been in a Waffle House exactly one time, and I just don't think there's any point to them yeah. existing. I've never seen a more pointless establishment. So it's awful. Yeah, so that's that's my what's what's your favorite fast food fry? I I get a lot of shit, but I think Wendy's makes the best fast food fry, and people people give me shit, but I I think I, you get shit for a good reason, Sean, for that because why? All right, tell me what is what is good about a Wendy's fry? Well, that that is better that makes it better than Chick Fil A. First of all, the the oil they cook it in is better. It's got the little skins on the top. They take the whole potato and they slice it. It's got the little skins on it, so it's a little bit better. Uh, they are... I like a soggy fry. I don't want my fries too crispy. The problem with McDonald's... People always say McDonald's makes the best fries. I, in my life, had, can count maybe three or four times I've gotten perfectly cooked fries from McDonald's. They're always overcooked. Every time. And they're too crispy. I like a softer fry. And I just think Wendy's, the flavor... They're salted well... I just think the flavor on those, fr- they're better fries. They're better fries. Now, if you handed me McDonald's perfectly cooked fries, I'd probably take those over Wendy's, but that never happens. Ever. Never. So, that's, I'm, I'm leaning on that. Okay. I, I see you as a traditionalist. But I like the and waffle fries. I, I like respect. the Chick-fil-A waffle fries. Let me be clear. Those are, those are good fries. The problem is... Chick-fil-A's aren't everywhere. I mean, I, I'm talking like your go-to get-em-anywhere fries. Again, a premium fry. Chick-fil-A, that's a premium fry. Yeah, that's definitely a, a top-of-the-line fry. 
Standard, okay. If we're if we're talking about like peasant fries, <laughs> I would say that uh, I would say that sure, Wendy's is well. No, even then, I would I would disagree with you. I would say Five Guys has better fries. But again, that's a premium fry. That's not. Is it a premium? And God, fry? Five Guys that. fries are great. Oh, those, those are, are good fries. Fries, but they are great. Those they are great, great fries. God, I they're so oily. They give you so many of them, too. It's absurd. I don't, know, a, I don't know how they make they any give money. They you an ungodly amount of fries. It's a stupid amount. <laughs> like, it's half the bag is filled with the fries, and you're like, oh, you're like, this is this is like three meals right here. I feel like it's and they fun. they don't reheat, so you have to eat them all. Oh, yeah. Of course. And I feel like it's fun the first time you went there, and now it's just kind of, like, inconvenient, the amount of fries you have. <laughs> so you're just making more work you for me. You wasteful. Oh, totally. Like, I'm wasting all these fries. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Matt, we should probably pivot back to the topic at hand here. Oh, that's right. We had a topic. Yeah. Modern conveniences. Uh, did you? Did you? Uh, I've got some conveniences to pitch. If unless uh, you've got some, you'd you'd like to discuss. Um. No, you go ahead. I okay. just right. <laughs> we're kind of going in circles here, but I I just just remembered in the beginning of the episode I had that that moment where there was like a very modern convenience that I was thinking of. It yep. was a, it was a, um, it was an automatic can opener, but not the ones that we grew up with. The one that, that I saw was like a, um, like a way more advanced. It was like a, it shouldn't have, it was a, it was a stupidly advanced can opener. Like you just, it, it was, it ran with, it used magnets and oh, you the just one that goes the, around the can. It was just insane. It was, yeah, it was, and it like, the only way I could describe it is that it was some kind of witchcraft that was applied to these cans. I feel Um, like the kitchen is a great place for modern conveniences. Yeah. In general, I I think that's definitely true. Um, There's, I mean, thousands of of appliances that you can buy. Uh Uh-huh. That uh, I think Gordon Ramsay would just go nuts because he would he would be like, you can just use a kitchen knife for half of those at least. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, what kind of modern conveniences did you uh, come up with? Uh, well, you know, they are there are a lot. I think the one that has made the biggest impact on my life is Easy Pass. Electronic tolling is just miles away a better solution to that problem of paying tolls and it's made the roadways safer and more efficient and it's made my life more convenient and easy and it's great and i don't know how people lived before can you imagine there was a time when people would chuck change into a bucket that's crazy (laughs) barbarians truly truly barbarians and i it was funny because the last time I paid cash tolls was when we had the big moving truck. When I moved back up here, we had the big 27-foot truck with my car towed behind it. Very expensive in the tolls because that was a lot of axles. And we went to pull up, and I, like, panicked because I didn't even know if I had cash on me because I didn't realize I'd have to pay the tolls because there was no easy pass in the moving truck. Uh, and I thank God I had cash on me uh, to pay the mm. tolls. I don't know what else I would have done because I was just so used to not... I mean... You can you can still drive through the toll. It's not like they. they I mean, they don't. 
Oh, there was a dude there. Your car won't blow up if you drive through the toll and don't pay it. They'll just bill you. No, no, but there we we went in a line. No, there was a dude with a gate. It it wasn't really? one of the it wasn't one of the pull through ones. Oh uh, well, yeah, okay. So they, I mean, they would have still let you go, but they would have taken a picture of your license plate and just billed you later on. Probably. I mean, again, I don't think it would have been the end of the world. Turn around on this freeway and go the opposite way, like. I've done that before. Uh, I'm not proud of it, but I have not not at the cash tolls. But I think I, there there has been um, a moment where I've had that experience where I've driven through an Easy Pass and not had my Easy Pass up or just not had one in the car. And yeah, you just get billed later on. It's for a lot of money, so you don't want to do it all the time. But uh, it has happened in the past. Uh, but I agree with you. I think that uh, Easy Pass um, is a really good one that fits this category. Because it really is something that evolved and developed um, in the latter part of our young lives and uh, it continues to make roads more efficient to drive on. Um, going like piggybacking off of that easy pass idea, uh, I want to say touch screens. Touch screens specifically in. Um, I'm thinking like deli counters, like deli counter touchscreens and, and, um, uh, in like sandwich places. You mean, have you, you mean, ever been to a Wawa? You mean, you mean like a kiosk? Ever... Yes. Okay. Ki- sure. Like a touchscreen like kiosk. Tickets. Yeah. Kiosk, air- which... Airports and. Yeah. A- anywhere you would find touchscreens. Just, I think that they have made things a lot more efficient. Oh, sure. Cause you can kind of plug in exactly what you want. Um, you don't have to worry about talking to anybody, which is um, great. It, it's, it's, it's very good. It's, uh, definitely optimized things. Um, I really like how you can go into a Wawa and, or at least the one near me has a touchscreen and it makes things so cool. Uh, so convenient Just being able to put in your order exactly what you want and ticket prints out. Boom. Yeah, well, and they're even talking about installing them in, in McDonald's and Subway's and some of these restaurants, which I don't even know if I agree with because it's pretty fast to order something at the counter at McDonald's um, unless there's a long line. So I don't I don't know how it makes it any faster necessarily. So I can I can kind of speak on this because okay. when, we were, when we were in Lisbon, um, Liz, the, the McDonald's in um, the part of Lisbon we were staying in had a touchscreen, had actually multiple touchscreens uh, inside. Um, and I think it, I think it made things, it made things a lot more efficient. Uh, things definitely moved quicker. Um, it, the only issue there is you get the occasional misunderstanding with, uh, uh, there are things that are offered on the touchscreen that I don't think the McDonald's was selling, mm. but like you, you could, like you would, touch it and it's not something that happened to me but i think other people around me again it was all they were all speaking portuguese but i think there was some kind of miscommunication between what they wanted and the fact that it wasn't it wasn't available or wasn't there yeah um but uh i think in general though that that didn't seem to tie up i mean it was a busy mcdonald's it was like right in the heart of lisbon yeah i think in that case it kind of makes sense because and it's funny you mentioned that there were errors because I would have thought the biggest advantage is accuracy because there's no you're putting in your own order versus someone else putting in your order you're 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 removing that 
that potential for for confusion. Uh, but I guess you're right. If the touchscreens don't accurately reflect what's going on in the restaurant, that's definitely a problem. That's the issue. And I think it's up to the manager to just kind of keep that updated. And, you yep. know, as things become unavailable, take them off the touchscreen or indicate that they're not available. Yep. Uh, but but other than that, I, like, I think, you know, nine times out of ten, I think it's a hit. I think it's a, um, sure. effective piece of technology that is improving our daily lives. So. Oh, I love it at the airport. That's the, the, the self-check-in kiosks are, are awesome. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, the self-check. Imagine, like, imagine, you know, 20 years ago having to actually check in with someone at a desk. Yeah. For a flight. Yep. That was great. And, and now it's it's just that much easier just, just to touch a screen. Boom, you're in. Yep. Or just do it on your phone. You don't even have to do it on a screen. Well, See? I think you have to do it on a screen once you get to the, once you get to the terminal, right? But... Uh, well, no, I mean, now they've pretty much made it so you can use your phone throughout the whole, all on your phone, yeah. unless you're checking a bag and then it becomes an issue. But if you're just carrying right. on, you can pretty much do the whole process by phone. I don't like to do it by phone. I always print boarding passes. Do you? Yeah. I, I'm always, it's always that like better safe than sorry. Oh, yeah. I find the phone almost more like difficult than just a piece of paper. No, I think you're right. Because they got to pull mean, up the app and like it never reads yeah. it right the first time. Then you have to like hand yeah, the person always, your phone. There's always the chance that the phone might just die all of a sudden, you yeah. know, for no explicable reason. Could just, you know, that's possible. It's so. it's not, you know, the, the when the day comes where I can just take my watch and just like tap it and it works, then I'm on board. But scanning a code on the phone, I I don't know. I'll I'll stick with my paper boarding passes for now. When the day comes when they just implant computer chips in our wrists and well, they, they want to do, do they want to do uh, facial recognition so mm -hmm. they're they're moving in that direction that is for sure i was i well i still am a member of global entry which is tsa pre but with the customs add-on and so they they would they fingerprinted me and they used my fingerprints whenever i would come in and out of the country um to authenticate me in and out so that was how they would do it Hmm. Um, you're part of the grid. You're on the grid, Sean. I am. I had to go. They in, I had to go for an interview, uh, and Whoa. they asked me if I was a good dude, and I said yes, and they said great, hmm. and then they approved me. Nice. So, and it saved a lot of time at the Houston airport, a big customs airport. Took forever. Bypassed the line. Um, now, Matt, what about uh, any other conveniences from you you'd like to share? Well, I have another one, but I was. Uh... Uh, it's kind of if we're going tit for tat, it's your turn to. Okay, yeah, you're right. It is throw um, them out there. I would say that uh, a modern convenience I use because I'm just trying to think of ones I use every day. Like my life would be considerably worse if it weren't convenient. Uh, and K cups are are pretty damn convenient. I think that's talk about conveniences in the kitchen, but you know the the ability to have within you know 30 seconds a consistent single hot cup of coffee or tea um i think is a is is an is an incredible idea and just the coffee pods in general i think are a are a great modern convenience hmm. yeah um i mean terrible I, for I the environment a, a, and they don't yeah, make great coffee that's that's and they're kind of expensive per okay. cup just doing my job for me. Yeah. Here. Well, it's up for debate, Matt. I got to, you know, I, I got to point out my own flaws. But uh, yeah, I mean, 
they're not great. They're not yeah, great. Those those are the big three right there. Uh, they make a, a really weak cup of coffee. Oh, spectacularly really weak. weak. Like I might as well be drinking hot water. Weak. Uh, even on the strong setting, I find to be way too weak to well, be the, considered coffee. The issue with those is that they don't actually brew the water hot enough. A a coworker of mine, Andy Cleveland, who listens to the show. Thank you, Andy. Shout out. Shout out. He was very excited. I told him that we were talking about this tonight. He was very excited. Nice. Um, and he informed me, I didn't know this, that Keurig's brew coffee at like 150, whereas it's supposed to be brewed at like 200 degrees. I believe it. And that's part yeah, of the reason it's, lawsuit. it's crappy. That, yeah. But I apparently. I think they're afraid that they're going like, to get sued. Like the McDonald's lady, the very famous lawsuit where the lady burned herself on the. Yeah. Third, she got third degree burns on the coffee, but she was suing for. She was suing for medical damages. Like yeah, medical no, no, she damage. actually did get legitimately burned. That lady. She did. Um, no, she did. But, but as a result, that's when McDonald's had to had to label their coffee cups with the like. Hot. This liquid is very hot. So I'm, I think Keurig is trying to avoid a similar lawsuit. That's my hypothesis, yeah. at least. I don't know. I mean, I would I would bounce back that I think part of it too is that it just brews the coffee faster if you don't have to make it hotter. That's yeah, part of it too. What's interesting, uh, Andy informed me that that's an issue with the Keurig brand brewers, which I think is the most common one people have in their homes. But you can buy third-party brewers that actually do brew it at proper temperature. So you can, you if you search them out, you can get Keurig brewers that do it at the 200-whatever degrees that you need for a, a better cup of coffee. Well, do you think that would still make a difference in uh, something like caffeine per volume mm, i have like, no idea i have no yeah. idea i'm sure it does something to the flavor but again i just think keurig no matter what wizardry you pull you're not going to get a spectacular cup of coffee but you're trading off for the convenience yeah you know it's the same reason people get coffee at mcdonald's it's not because they love their great coffee it's because there's a mcdonald's on every corner i actually rather i i kind of like mcdonald's coffee. oh they do a fine cup you know, i think that their their coffee is pretty good um so what's the, uh, man, you know, I got to ask, cause up here, when I get a cup of coffee, I go to the Dunkin' Donuts, a, 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 a Massachusetts classic started right here in, uh, in Quincy, Mass. And I have to ask you, Matt, what's the, uh, what's the, the, the hot coffee spot down in uh, Virginia where, where, where are hmm. the people getting their cup of Joe? Um, you know, <sighs> It's very, especially, I think it's, you know, it's, it really depends on where you are in this state. And I think where I'm at, especially where I work down by Fredericksburg, Virginia, yeah. uh, it's a lot of local places. Okay. Well, that's a lot good. Of local, local baristas and local cafes. Very, very local. In the town of Fredericksburg alone, there's got to be at least five or six local, very good and skilled local coffee places that I, I love to go to. But that's a hip, that's um, a, a bit of a hip town, isn't it? It is. Fredericksburg's very hip. Very, very hip town. Uh, hip and up and coming mm -hmm. with the youngsters. So, um, I think, you know, in other places, people go to Chick-fil-A for coffee. Okay. And that, that's an odd, you know, it sounds odd, but they do a great job mm -hmm. like they do with pretty much every one of their food products. I haven't had, a, I still say to this day, I haven't had a bad thing at Chick-fil-A. Everything. I've enjoyed everything. 
Um, and I've never had breakfast there. Their breakfasts are, are awesome. Are they? I, I got to yeah. try that. And and you know what? If you if you really if you look at the calorie count uh, per food item, mm-hmm. Chick Fil A is actually somehow and by some kind of devil magic way lower significantly lower than your burger kings your mcdonald's your oh well it's i mean it's just chicken but it's but even the chicken products at the mcdonald's are and and the typical fast food places just like a a far lower Hmm. like lower than 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 a fried chicken sandwich should naturally be like naturally you would expect it to be almost double what what it actually is It, Mm -hmm. it surprises me um but the uh, besides the Chick Fil A, I think Wawa is the go to. Wawa okay. and Sheets are the two go to like quick coffee convenience places. Um, fill up a cup and go kind of kind of stops. Um, but yeah, no, a lot of a lot of coffee is local, um, and you know, of course, Starbucks is is here, but it's definitely not like on every corner. Yep. And Dunkin' Donuts is that's actually very few and far between down here um so matter of fact the, the closest duncan to my to my apartment is in a real inconvenient location it's like kind of off the beaten path and you really got to drive to it's not like one of those like you can just kind of oh yeah stop there and go um and it's a, it's not even a full dunkin donuts it's a combined don't uh, dunkin donuts baskin robin so um yeah, yeah. I, I can't go five feet without walking into a Dunkin' Donuts. So uh, the, <laughs> the the beauty of living here. Um, all right, Matt, you got a, you got something that's that's convenient for you. Yeah, um, my convenience was uh, wireless earphones. Oh Wireless boy. earphones! Yes, don't get me started. Oh my lord, yes, Matt. Are you you're you're a fan, I assume? Hey, I'm a I'm a big, big fan of wireless earbuds. I think they're amazing. Uh Bluetooth technology, uh or just straight up wire whatever the, the uh wireless earbud of choice that you use is, it's brilliant. Uh I think it's it's uh it's makes it makes everything from going for a walk to working out to um uh, just doing work around the house so much easier without worrying about those damn wires getting in the way. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that they're, they're really, really good. And it's one of those things that it's, it's really kind of silly and very like first worldy to say, but like, you really can't imagine life without them now. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what you, uh, what do you listen on? What's your, your wireless headphone of choice? Um, I, I usually do the one uh, I, I can't remember actually now is um I'm a, I know these aren't the wireless these are wired. But this, <laughs> I was about to say that looks like a lot of wires. This has definitely a lot of wires. You just do, you know ignore the wires. Uh, I think they came from the same company as these. Mm, I'm just curious. I think it might just be Apple. I think it might just be an Apple pair. Are there the AirPods in the little? In the little yeah. case, yeah. I never, I never stopped to these? to look at. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. These are, you know, uh, Matt. Every year on Don't Panic, we do a year-end wrap-up episode around Christmas, and we do our pick of the year, where we pick the one best thing 
that happened to us all year. AirPods were my pick of the year last year because I, no joke, no exaggeration, these literally changed how I operate my life. <laughs> because I was never a big music guy. I, I was an, a somewhat podcast guy. These are in my ears constantly. Now, I live, I live alone, admittedly. And so there's not much going on where I live. So when I'm cooking, when I'm doing laundry, when I'm going to sleep, when I'm just working on the computer, when I am in the morning when I'm getting ready, literally every moment, nearly every moment of my life, maybe when I'm watching TV or something they're not in, they're always in my ear and something is playing. And I could never do that with the Wired because they would just always get in the way and be such a hassle and it was never worth it. And as soon as you just, they work so well and you just pop them in your ear and I literally consume so much more content. They are absolutely amazing. I love these things. They are a modern convenience. I don't think I, if they went away tomorrow, I would be very upset. I don't think I could live without. Sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think that it, it actually has turned mundane things like doing the dishes into something cool, like uh, it, pop them in, do the dishes, pop them in, do the laundry, like, you know, listen to an audio book, listen to, I, I like audio books, podcasts, music on occasion too, but, uh, just, uh, just really takes you into a place like it, it takes you in a place of excitement and enjoy enjoyability, like taking out the mundanity. Yeah, no, it's of mundane things. And, and so. I don't think, I don't think you realize how much wired headphones truly are inconvenient until yeah. you start using these. And then you're like, Oh shit. Like when you're cooking, it's not in the way. And it's when you're like, I used to mow the lawn and I'd always be knocking them out of my ears. Cause I'm doing shit with my arms and stuff. And it's, as soon as you pop them in, it's like, like sleeping at night, like laying in bed at night with them in your ears. It's like with the wire, it was so bad. And now yeah. all of a sudden it like opens up so many more possibilities. Right. With what you're so tethered with that wire. You're so limited to, uh, it, it, it almost makes you wonder why they even bothered me. Why they should have just gone straight to the wireless headphones. Like, well, it took a long time to uh, long time to develop the technology. I mean, it's amazing. My, I have an iPhone eight. I, I use wireless charging. I've got Bluetooth in the car and I've got my ear. I literally never plug anything into this phone ever. Mm. It's so neat. And I'm like, okay, this finally, the future is here. Like that's, yeah. that's, that's the goal. And it works great. True. Yeah. So yeah, I thought I thought that was uh, that, that was, was great really pick. a good one for uh, modern conveniences that have changed. Yeah, definitely have changed the way that we live for the better. Uh, now, Matt, we are uh, just about out of time. We've we've filled up the hour here, but I, I thought it might be interesting if we leave on a question. This was actually a suggestion of fan of the show, Andy Cleveland, and he said, Matt, what do you think in daily life today could be made more convenient? What is something that's inconvenient today? That in the future, we might make more convenient. Kind of twist it on its head a little bit. Um, I'll jump mm. in first just by saying uh, sort of a not great example of that is, uh, did I tell you I bought a robot vacuum cleaner? Is that a Roomba? Well, it was a cheaper version of a Roomba. And okay. I bought it and I returned it because I hated it. And it was terrible. And it was not more convenient. In fact, it was less convenient because it would always it was knocking over my furniture and it was... It never, it, it would miss spots and it just never, it, oh, I, believe me, no, nobody that I know of 
has ever said that the Roomba has changed their life for the better. Everybody says it's horrible and, and it, exactly what you described. Yep. Just it wreaks havoc. It doesn't clean anything. It's just like a like a they, the, somebody described it to me as like having a newborn puppy. Yep. It's kind of running into things, but like a lot less cute. Well, I'd always be so. afraid when I'd get home from work where it would because I'd get home and like look like, oh, it's not in its dock. It's trapped somewhere <laughs> in my house. And I'm like looking around. Oh, it's under this thing or it's trapped over there. You know, like chair, my dining chairs would be knocked over. I'm like, it's not even that big. How did it even, I can't even knock over these chairs. It, the damn thing didn't work and it was less convenient. So I think that's a bad, vacuuming is fine. You don't have to make it easier. It's already pretty easy. It is. It's pretty mindless. Um, if I could pick something that, hmm, my daily life that would make things easier copy machines I think oh, we you can, must we use can maybe, them a lot i use them all the time i use them constantly yeah um i'm just thinking that there's definitely got to be an easier way a better way to like optimize copy machines to get them to be like maybe it's just the one that i have at work is really really shitty because i work in a public school that probably doesn't have a top of the line copy machine yeah it gets the job done but it breaks down a lot Yep. Um, but if, uh, if there was a way to optimize copy machines that, you know, just kind of print things out like rapid fire, like, like in, like in milliseconds, that would be really cool. I think that would really be a game changer for a lot of different reasons. That's a great um, idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would... I would say I think for me, um, and this is going to sound kind of odd, but uh, I have an issue that in 2018, there are things I cannot wash with the other things I wash. Uh, laundry is a good example. I have to like custom sort all because some things can go in the dryer. Some things can't go in the dryer. You got to wash different colors with different things. I don't wash my work shirts because they with my other clothes because they go on a different cycle. And then I dry my work shirts with the steam cycle, but the rest of my clothes on a regular cycle, but some are air dried and then they're only wrinkle released in the dryer because they're all different fabrics. I need the technology that I can just throw all my goddamn laundry into a single machine and it comes out clean at the end and I don't have to worry about finesse. Oh, but this, if you put this in, it'll shrink and oh, if you put this, the colors will dampen and oh, if you put this, it'll come out wrinkled. No, just like it's not, just either make clothes out of the same shit or make a machine that can wash all of it. Like don't, you're just making my life more complicated by all of these extra yeah. steps. Um, and I feel it's the same with uh, doing dishes as well. Because now I've got all this shit where it's like, oh, it's nonstick. You can't put in the dishwasher. Oh, it's got a certain finish. It can't go in the dishwasher. Oh, this is hand wash only. Oh, this is top rack only, lower rack only. Oh, you can't, don't have these things touching because you'll break this. You can't scrape that. And oh, you can't use, you know, it's like, why, when did everything become so complicated? Like just <laughs> like, like literally, you're, you're telling me you, you can't make a nonstick pan that's dishwasher safe. Like it's 2018. We have science like that, yeah. that, that is a convenience in my life. I need, I don't need like a robot to do my laundry. I just need a laundry machine that isn't going to shrink my clothes. Smart laundry machine. Yeah. It's not because that's, we, we've talked about this in don't panic. Dan Miller's like, Oh, I want a robots to do everything. Robots to, it doesn't matter about the pants because I'll have a robot that does all the washing and I don't give a shit. And I'm like, no, that's too complicated. I don't need that. I just need yeah. 
I just want to be able to put everything. I already have a machine that washes my dishes. It's called a dishwasher. Why can't I put my shit in it? Also, hasn't Dan Miller seen movies? I mean, what if this robot turns on you? I've warned him. You know, yeah, the robot doing your laundry. Next thing you know, it's going to like kill you in your sleep. He try to take over uh, your house. Yeah, no, you don't want that. No. That's that's bad. Well, and he, he was. You, but there's no reason we, as human beings, can't just do our own laundry. But I agree with you. I think that uh, making it more convenient, yeah. making it just easier to use. I, I, it's, it's nonsense that we live in a world where we can we we have to still separate the lights from the dark. Like, just throw it all in. There should be a machine that is smart enough to you know, to th- handle it. There should be a machine. Here's your million dollar idea. We can end the show on here. Million dollar idea. Like a Keurig for laundry, what you should be able to do is at the end of each day, so don't let your laundry pile up. At the end of each day, you put your shirt and your pants and your socks and whatever in a machine, so you're not washing a big load, you're washing each item individually, and that way you don't have to worry about mixing and matching, so you put the shirt in, and then your shirt comes out clean. And you put your pants in, and your pants come out. And because you're only washing one thing at a time, you're not mixing and matching and screwing stuff up like a one item at a time washing machine. And it'd be much smaller and probably more efficient because you're not using as much water and soap because you're not sharing it between all the different items. Hey, I think you might have something that, there. Would you have <laughs> would you have a would you have a same machine that could dry all these at, like one at a time? I mean, I'd like it to be the same machine, but if not then yes, another machine where it hmm. just where where it just does it and you just pop it in and then that way you never have to do laundry because you're doing it every single day it's like taking off your shoes hang up your coat put your clothes in the machine now you're talking about some jetsons some jetsons it is this Mm. and some startups gonna charge rich people ten thousand dollars to buy one but i want credit when they do because i think that's a that's a good idea yeah hmm yeah 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 yeah, let's do on that. Million dollar idea. Yeah, I think I'll get my Shark Tank. Here, so. Yeah, that's. I'll add it to our long list of <laughs> ideas that we've yet to get rich on. Mm. Uh, Matt, we're out of time. Oh, one one convenience, yeah. uh, one inconvenience we can't solve tonight, Matt. The 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 <laughs> running of time. That's that's true. Very true. Um, and so the time is up. Uh, and so we're gonna wrap up here. But thanks, everybody, for joining us. Hope you had as much fun as we did on the episode tonight. I remind you, our website is upfordebate.tv. You can go there, click the archives button. You'll see all our past episodes. You can listen to the, the movie draft or any of the other episodes we've done. We've done over 100, so plenty of time to get caught up. Uh, and you can also subscribe to the show anywhere you can podcast. Overcast, iTunes, really any major podcast player, we're there. Uh, and, of course, you can follow us at TV on Twitter and uh, email us, TV at gmail.com. I'll also briefly remind... You of the other shows that Matt and I do, we're still playing Dungeons and Dragons over at GameNights.tv. We'll have a new episode out this weekend. In it, Matt and I get crabs, so uh, you're not going to want to miss that at GameNights.tv. And of course, don't panic the technology podcast uh, I do weekly with Colby and Dan, still doing it weekly at Don'tPanic.io. That is a good time, Matt. Uh, this this would have been a great topic for this show. This past week, we started off by discussing which of these is the most boring pastime: golf. Fishing or bird watching? Uh, boring for spectator or boring for the participant? Um, participant. Yeah. We're saying participant. Yeah. Bird watching. Agreed. And I, we kind of we kind of eventually came to that 
Because you you don't do anything. Yeah, you're, just, it's you're sitting and watching passive. things happen. Yeah. Yeah, it's the most passive. For yeah, sure. we agreed. Uh, but I think we we did disagree on which of those we ourselves would like to do. Um, if given the choice, uh, I would definitely pick fishing. Yeah, I that's fishing. That's what I said. I don't even like fishing, but I just bird watching sounds boring and golf. So I'm bad at golf, so I feel like okay, maybe fishing. Yeah, and I enjoy fishing the most of the three. Um, yeah, and I suck at golf. And golf is also really expensive and just not fun. No. And but you know, I I can get behind people that play golf. It's the people that watch golf that I'll never understand. And I know a lot of them. Like, like I know a lot of like people in my dad's generation oh, yeah. watching golf. I, I'll never understand it. And the thing is, everybody I know, like from that era that's watched golf has always fallen asleep while watching golf. Yep. <laughs> you just yep. kind of put it on and then they nod off. It's like, I guess it's, it's like a, it's like a sleep aid almost, but nobody's avidly like sitting there like, oh, like, what's he going to do now? What's, uh, how's he going to handle this putt? Like, it's a terrible TV sport. Horrible. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you can check that out at don'tpanic.io. Uh, Matt, we will be back next week for the folks at home. We'll be back to talk more uh, fun topics here on Up for Debate, but we're going to wrap this up on behalf of Matt. I'm Sean. Thanks, everybody out there for joining us. We'll see you next time for more great debate here on Up for Debate. <laughs>